This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. On this day in 1970, Four California Highway Patrolmen were fatally shot in a routine stop-and-frisk gone wrong. The ensuing shootout changed the landscape of highway patrol safety forever. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the tragic death of four police officers, Walt Frago, Roger Gore, James Pence, and George Allen, who were killed in the line of duty in a bizarre shootout. Let's go back to Newhall, California on April 6, 1970, just after midnight. A couple was driving home on Interstate 5, about 15 miles north of downtown Los Angeles. As they sped down the freeway, a red two-door Pontiac aggressively cut them off, causing the driver to swerve. The couple followed the suspicious vehicle, but stopped when the man behind the Pontiac's wheel brandished a gun at them. They phoned the incident into the Los Angeles County Highway Patrol, where officers Walt Frago and Roger Gore picked up the call. Partners Frago and Gore quickly spotted the conspicuous vehicle driving through the suburb of Newhall. They trailed the car and confirmed the make and model before attempting to conduct a routine traffic stop. But the Pontiac's driver refused to pull over. Frago and Gore quickly called for backup to deal with the rogue vehicle. After several tense moments, the car slowed down and stopped in a gas station parking lot just off the freeway. Cautiously, Frago and Gore stepped out of their patrol car. Gore approached the driver's side, instructing the man behind the wheel to exit the vehicle and put his hands on the hood but the driver didn't budge. Gore repeated himself, and the man's door reluctantly swung open. As the driver followed orders, Officer Frago moved to the passenger side of the car. In a flash, the car's other door sprang open. An armed man leapt out and shot Walt Frago twice in the chest with a 357 Magnum. The officer died immediately. Instinctively, Gore returned fire at the unidentified assailant, leaving the driver momentarily unattended. A fatal mishap. With Gore's back turned, the driver pulled a Smith & Wesson revolver from the vehicle and fired it twice at the officer. The close-range shots killed Roger Gore instantly. 
Backup was on the way, but incoming officers James Pence and George Allen had no idea what they were in for. They answered Frago and Gore's radio summons while patrolling Highway 5 and pulled onto Henry Mayo Drive just in time to hear gunfire. By the time Pence and Allen reached the scene of the shooting, neither of the gunmen were visible, but officers Pence and Allen immediately clocked the bodies of their fallen comrades on the pavement. Before they could react, they found themselves under fire. Pence's frantic dispatch reported shots fired and called for an 1199. Officers need immediate help. A shootout ensued between the backup officers and the two assailants. Passing civilian Gary Dean Ness was on his way to work when he saw the encounter and witnessed Officer Pence take a bullet and fall to the ground. Ness bravely pulled over and rushed into the street to pull Pence to safety behind the patrol car. He took up the fallen officer's revolver and attempted to fire it at the gunman, but the chamber was empty. As Ness wrestled with the trigger, one of the men from the Red Pontiac pulled a sawed-off shotgun from the back of the car and approached the patrol car. In the nick of time, Ness located another one of the fallen officer's revolvers and shot it at the armed man. The assailant was hit and fled. But the fight wasn't over. The second gunman continued to fire on the patrol car and successfully hit both officers Pence and Allen. Ness alone was unmaimed, but without any more ammunition, he was forced to take cover in a nearby ditch. Eventually, the second gunman fled, leaving four dead officers in his wake. Coming up, a desperate manhunt for the shooters begins. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast Network. The Vatican is one of the most recognizable religious sites in the world, but it's also a powerful institution. Its unique history full of secrecy. This Easter, my show Conspiracy Theories looks deep into the church's past to uncover how it became what it is today. Starting April 5th, our new four-part miniseries, Mysteries of the Vatican, dives in to examine some of the most prominent conspiracy theories surrounding this mysterious organization. From the church's sordid rise to power, to prophetic visions, and even assassination attempts. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories, to hear Mysteries of the Vatican. New episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. In the early hours of April 6, 1970, Four officers lost their lives in the line of duty while conducting what should have been a routine traffic stop. 
The killers were later discovered to be Bobby Davis and Jack Twining, two career criminals recently released on parole from a Texas prison. Together, Davis and Twining relocated to Long Beach, California, where they began planning a heist. On the night of April 5, 1970, they were putting the finishing touches on an elaborate plan to ambush and rob an armored car, which was scheduled to deliver cash to the Santa Anita racetracks. But they were sloppy. The pair were seen and reported rummaging for explosives at a nearby construction site before wielding a gun at the couple they cut off in their hurry to leave. After the lethal shootout with the California Highway Patrol, Davis and Twining fled the scene on foot in opposite directions. Police searched the area for hours without any luck. Finally, Twining was discovered in a nearby home. He had broken in and attempted to take the owners hostage. The police used tear gas and ultimately stormed the home by force. But when they found Twining, he was dead. He had taken his life by suicide rather than be taken prisoner. Davis was found hiding in the nearby San Francisco Canyon and was swiftly imprisoned on four counts of murder. He was charged with a life sentence and took his life by suicide in Kern Valley State Prison in 2009. Beyond the tragic loss of life, the New Hall massacre had long-lasting implications. Never before had so many patrolmen been killed at once, which prompted considerable upgrades to the police safety protocols. In 1970, the most common gun carried by police officers in the state of California only held six bullets and required frequent reloading. The fallen officers hadn't stood a chance against Davis and Twining's arsenal. As a direct result of the New Hall massacre, police officers were equipped and trained with more efficient, high-capacity weapons to minimize vulnerable reloading time. They were also trained using moving targets as opposed to stationary ones. But the memories from that fateful night didn't only lead to changes in highway patrol procedure. Gary Dean Ness, the passing witness that intervened and shot Bobby Davis, was honored by the CHP for his heroic efforts to save Officer Pence once on June 5, 1970, and again in April 2008, on the same day that a portion of Interstate 5 was named after the fallen officers. Although they didn't survive that fateful night, their legacy helped create measures to prepare officers should they ever be faced with that same danger again. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Katie Burris, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 